You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Special Great Takes Less Filling Basketball and Hockey Edition. I am U Street, and with me today is Andy. Go for Guy 05. Skyima. We are in a jubilant mood a day after the University of Minnesota beat Purdue 73 to 69, which is the primary thing that we are going to talk about. So, broadly, Andy, what did you think of the game yesterday? Well, it was another classic Gopher game where they looked great in the first half, and then you wondered, okay, when's the run coming, when's the run coming, and then the run, the run came. Um, but they decided to battle back this time, and instead of uh, doing what they did in West Lafayette, where they let Purdue run and run and run and then just squash them like bugs in the second half, uh, they fought back and, and did enough and uh, made enough shots and got a big upset win of the 11th-ranked team in the country, which, in my opinion, I think punches their ticket to the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, some of our other people on our blogs are still a little bit more skeptical, thinking they might need to win one more. But uh, I think, unless there's absolute barbable carnage, I think the win last night gets them in. I happen to be one of those people on our blog, and, pro- and very quickly become the only person on our blog who feels they need one more. But I, similarly to Andy, thought yesterday was a lovely game in really showing the full gamut of the University of Minnesota basketball, men's basketball team's season this year. First off, as a standout level, shall we sing the praises of Amir Coffee? Let's sing the praises of Amir Coffee. Yes, uh, Coffee definitely, uh, you know, he, he turned it on last night. He had some plays that were just absolutely astounding. And then, you know, luckily he, the, the Gophers pulled it out. So, you know, I'm going to give this with a, with a minute grain of salt. But uh, he also had some transitional layups that he just, I'm not sure exactly how he missed them, but he missed them. And, um, you know, again, it didn't didn't matter. Coffee was great for ninety eight percent of the time, and, and we got the big win. But uh, those four or six points could have played a huge role if uh, the game was even just a little bit closer. Absolutely. But to, since we won, we're going to continue to be really positive. Amir Coffee finished with thirty two points on eight of fifteen shooting from the field. In particular, three of four from beyond the arc, and all three of them looked great off the wrist and went in with lovely swishes so there was no home rim help which was excellent he was also 13 of 18 from the free throw line which speaks to the fact he went to the free throw line for 18 free throw attempts which is fantastic added eight rebounds three assists and three steals the four turnovers not great as andy mentioned a couple of transitional layup misses which is honestly something that he rarely does and if i have to decide whether or not i'm willing to take the trade-off of coffee missing a transitional layup and making a three i will take that trade off every single bit of the time jordan murphy also played his final game uh, for the university of minnesota at the barn though hopefully for a variety of reasons not his final game this year and unsurprisingly finished with 13 points and 14 rebounds yet another double double andy do you think that uh, richard patina was right that jordan murphy's number should be retired 
Uh, I definitely think, uh, yes, it, it, it should be and it will be retired. It may take a couple of years, um, depending upon who's in charge of the men's basketball program, you know, in the near future. But, uh, you know, we were looking at the numbers last night, and I can I can try and find them here. But Jordan Murphy now is number one all-time in points, number one all-time in field goals, number one all-time in field goal attempts, number one all-time in rebounds. Now, granted, He's played, you know, more games than the Michael Thompsons and the Trent Tuckers have, so those naturally give him an advantage in those quantities. But I think you can argue really strongly that Jordan Murphy is one of the top eight to ten players in Gopher basketball history, statistics-wise, um, and, you know, should have arguably been first-team All-Big Ten last year, uh, sort of got shafted on that by, by the voters. Um, you can make an argument probably could deserve first team all big 10 this year, but probably won't get it again. Um, so yeah, I, I do think that at some point Jordan Murphy deserves to have his, uh, his number up there with, uh, several of the other go for greats. I would, I would agree. I think purely based on, on the total production in some sense, hanging something from the rafters is not necessarily an efficiency thing so much as look at this great player, Jordan Murphy, assuming that they do in fact manage to make the NCAA tournament for which if they beat Maryland on Friday, they certainly will be in the tournament. Jordan Murphy does have a potential, at least along with the rest of his team to make a run at the end, which I think will help. Unfortunately for his career, it's almost as it's been overlooked because Minnesota has not played to their potential the last couple of years. But Jordan Murphy, just on a pure double-double basis, it is incredibly difficult to get more than two double-doubles in a season. Jordan Murphy averaged has averaged one for the last two years. That's nuts. Yeah, you know, I think that's, that's insane. And he's just his leadership alone has propelled this team. When everything else has been going wrong, you can always count on Murphy to show up and... and and uh, really make an impact and and going forward the you know the last game of the regular season against Maryland on Friday and then the Big Ten tournament and then hopefully the NCAA tournament um, you're really going to need Murphy to step up um, now that Eric Curry is lost for the rest of the season with a with a foot injury and um, you know uh, it was nice to see Matt Stockman really have a big game in, in Curry's absence last night especially since Daniel Arturo was sort of uh, missing in action last night for a good majority of the game accurate uh, matt stocksman played fantastically yesterday i think it helps that he was going up against another skinny european big and one of the challenges that he's certainly had on the defensive front is he's not been a really physical post presence but he gave a lot of great offense also had a steal and almost a transitional dunk which was great i am firmly of the opinion that much like fat guy touchdowns are the best thing that happens in football big man fast breaks are the best thing that happened in basketball stockman did well brock Stoll did well and finally we would certainly be remiss to not when discussing the seniors discuss dupree mcbrayer who finished with 10 points four rebounds four assists last night in 35 minutes of action and importantly four or four from the free throw line the only three for eight from the field goal range Dupree McBrayer to me as a player not just in terms of the trials and tribulations which that young man has gone through which has been many and certainly of course with the tragic passing of his mother 
and that he's had to deal with. But broadly, McBrayer is a player who had lots of injuries. His junior season has constantly been having to fight through something for four years. And I think that this team very much feeds off him when he's being successful. Early on in the game yesterday, he had a couple of times where uh, he saw, had an opening to the basket and attacked with purpose and confidence, got two quick scores from sort of six to eight feet range. That's the kind of Dupree McBrayer that really does open up the offense, but I think also provides some energy boost to the rest of this team. I've always in some sense thought of McBrayer as the perfect six man. He's a guy who in an ideal world comes on for like 18 to 20 minutes, plays against the second unit and absolutely torches him for a variety of reasons, one of which is just his pure talent level. He's been a starter all season. He played 35 minutes last game. That's pretty regular for him. But that is, uh, I think, something that will be very interesting also retroactively looking. Obviously, Dupre McBrayer's number is not going into the rafters. But if they make the tournament, it will in part be definitely contingent on him improving his play over the last couple of weeks of the season. Definitely, you know, he he uh, he struggled quite a bit, um, you know, coming back right after his mom's death. But he he's really turned it around a little bit here, and and yeah, the best thing you can say about him now now they're not similar players, but when you're looking for a player, senior leadership giving you a similar role, if the Gophers are going to make a run here, you want him to be you know this year's version of Eric Harris. So your steady steady guard, not to your star Vashon Leonard, um, but you want Harris to be that that steady guy who can, uh, uh, you know make baskets, make plays, and uh, just get things done when plays need to be made. I will also, two final things on this game. One, if you are a Purdue fan and you believe that the primary reason you lost this game was the officiating and not the fact that Carson Edwards was 7 for 31 from the field, including 3 of 15 from the three-point line, uh, you're insane. Also, when your team is 277th in the country in drawing fouls and the other team you're playing is a top 10 team in drawing fouls, one would suspect there might be a fouling disparity. So that was, to me, actually hugely surprising that Purdue... Not that they needed to, but that Carson Edwards in particular was taking a lot of shots very early on in the shot clock. Now, Purdue did get a fair number of long rebounds and second chance opportunities on a different night that may have hurt the Gophers, but they just did things on the road that they were not doing when these two teams played in Mackey Arena and certainly when Purdue made a similar kind of comeback in Mackey Arena from an inefficiency perspective that they were doing. And I'm not sure because I don't regularly watch Purdue if that's a constant, but it is very strange to me that Carson Edwards thought the better shot always was the pull-up three off the curl with 21 seconds left as opposed to like drive and kick, which was open really all night. Yeah, Edwards definitely seemed to uh, just had a had a you know idea that he was just going to take that game over on his own and he was going to try and dominate. And there were times where he said he he was driving in one on three and they'd kick it back to Klein or or kick it back to uh, uh, Eifert and they'd get some open three looks and they'd make them. And then there were times where he just took that awkward runner from seventeen feet and and as you said, it wasn't to to, to great effect. So. Um, you know, I think that's that's just sort of a, you know, you hate to say maturity with a senior, but he, he sort of decided that he was going to be the one to put this game on his shoulders, and it uh, worked out in the Gophers' favor last night. But um, as we've seen before, there are some nights where Edwards will do that, and he'll hit 
70% of his shots, and then there's not much you can do about that. So um, luckily, Edwards wasn't quite uh, as accurate from the field, and that definitely helped Minnesota. And especially, um, that's they got some really great transition baskets off of some missed Edwards shots, whether it be uh, where coffee was breaking out, or I know there was that one time where, where uh, uh, I think it was, Either Coffee or McBrayer had the really nice playoff. Stockman got the rebound and just chucked it about 75 feet down down court and got a nice layup out of that. Um, <clears throat> that's something the Gophers are going to have to try and do. The, this team is, is the best when they can run off of missions and transition. Um, if they can do that regularly here in the Big Ten tournament, there's no reason why they can't make a run and see if they can pick up a game or two. Um, you know, we, we've obviously seen this team struggles when they have to get stuck in their half-court set uh, and have to play just true half-court offense for a majority of the game. So if the Gophers can run, keep the transition going, hit some transition threes off of breakouts, um, you know, this team could, could make a surprising run here. Absolutely. And the very final thing that I will say about this game is that that ball was probably off Amir Coffee. Even if it wasn't off Amir Coffee, that was an absolutely garbage inbounds play. So in some sense, the Gophers deserve to have that go off Amir Coffee. But I am very happy that once in a while, uh, a contested officiating call goes the maroon and gold way, as opposed to what we often see, which is in the other side. And if I have to choose in taking the Purdue win, if you believe leave at the end of the game that somehow that would have been Purdue basketball and Purdue uh, would have promptly scored because they were still down a possession on that last game with about five seconds left. Fair enough. I will take the Purdue win as payment for the Nebraska loss. Yep. No, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. And, uh, you know, it, it, the, uh, the Purdue win, like I said, I, I think it'll be the, uh, I think it'll be the final straw and the Gophers getting their ticket punched. We'll, uh, we'll find out here in a, a week and a half or so, but, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully that's the, uh, the straw that puts them over the hump. Absolutely. Moving on to a team that if I have recently looked at the pairwise, is probably on the outside looking into the NCAA tournament. The men's hockey team played a strange opponent last week, uh, I believe Arizona State. Andy, how did they do? Well, yes, uh, Arizona State made their first ever uh, appearance at Mariucci Arena this weekend, um, and it worked out well for the Gophers for the most part. Uh, Minnesota picked up their first home sweep of the season. In fact, their first home sweep since November of 2017 um, in, in knocking off the Sun Devils both Friday and Saturday. Um, so that's good. Uh, the bad news of it is uh, Arizona State was a little cheap, Um you know, surprisingly, uh, they did not take uh, going down well, and uh, they they uh, had a couple of plays. They had uh, one guy who basically took a flying elbow at Sampo Ranta, and he was thrown out of the game, got a game disqualification, and then th- this week uh, was suspended for an additional game. So he's got two games uh, that he'll miss, whether they uh, the Sun Devils will miss him in the NCAA tournament or, or next season. Um and the Gophers uh, lost Nathan Burke um, on an Arizona State player that was called for kneeing. He basically took out Burke on a knee and knee hit. Um, only got two minutes, but uh, honestly probably should have gotten five in a, in a game as well. Uh, but uh, Bob Motzko announced this week that Burke will be out four to six weeks. So um, arguably, unless the Gophers go on one hell of an epic run, he's done for the season. Um, and he's really been a great uh, great performer here coming down the stretch the the freshman line of Burke 
and um, Sammy Walker and, and Blake McLaughlin has really played well here the last six or eight weeks, and uh, he's going to be missed as the Gophers go into their Big Ten first-round playoff series. Um, we knew Minnesota had locked up home ice after last week. It was just a matter of how everything was going to shake out, who were they going to play. It's going to be the Michigan Wolverines coming into town this weekend uh, for a best-of-three series. The Gophers went... 2-0-2 against Michigan this season, so if you go by season record, um, Minnesota should hopefully have a fairly good chance to um, advance to the next round, where they would probably play Notre Dame in a, a single game in a week, but um, Michigan can score goals, that's that's the one thing they're good at, their defense is, is not great, but they can score, so if the Gophers can uh, put the puck in the net, I think they've got a good shot, but if uh, the Gophers' goal-scoring struggles come back, um, you know, we'll see. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see this go three games, and, and the Gophers will continue to play for their season on Sunday. Um, as, as Alex said earlier, uh, the the Gophers will not make the NCAA tournament at, at large bid. They're just too far down in the pairwise. Losing to uh, St. Lawrence and Ferris State at home earlier in the season killed them. And so their only way into the NCAA tournament this year is going to be winning the Big Ten tournament. So it's uh, best of three this week, and then single games for the semifinals in the championship game the next two weeks. You know, and you get a hot goalie in Matt Robson this time of year, anything can happen. So uh, Minnesota's got as a good a shot as any, but uh, it all starts this weekend, and you got to take care of the Wolverines on your home ice. A team that has absolutely no problem whatsoever making it into the NCAA tournament, as expected, is the women's hockey team which uh, has a fancy brand-new trophy that they brought to practice. What is left for the women's team this year? So the women will host the uh, WCHA final face-off this weekend at Ritter Arena, Saturday and Sunday. Um, the Gophers are the number one seed after winning the regular season. They will host number four seed UMD uh, Saturday at 2. Um, and then Wisconsin, who's the second seed and the second-ranked team in the nation, will play Ohio State at 5. Uh, the winners play for the championship game at 2 on Sunday. Um, the Gophers are in the NCAA tournament. They're locked. They'll either be the overall number 1 or number 2 national seed, depending upon how they do this weekend. Um, between Minnesota and Wisconsin, whoever ends up having a better weekend will get the number 1 national seed, um, and the other one will get the number 2 national seed. Um Normally that wouldn't matter a whole lot, except uh, this season it probably will make the difference between the number one national seed getting uh, the CHA champion, who uh, could be Robert Morris, who Minnesota easily swept back at Ritter in December, or seeing a team like Boston College or uh, or Cornell or somebody like that coming into uh, Ritter Arena, which would be a much, much tougher opponent. So uh, hopefully the Gophers can take care of business and uh, drop the Badgers this weekend, but if it means Wisconsin wins the WCHA and the Gophers take care of Wisconsin in the NCAA tournament here in a couple weeks, I'll take that trade 100 times out of 100. So, um, you know, it should be it should be a good weekend. Um, it's going to be an insanely busy weekend in Stadium Village this weekend between the the women's Frozen Four and the men hosting the their playoff series at home and. Uh, the uh, Big Ten Wrestling Championships at, at Williams Arena this weekend, too. So um, if you're heading down there to the U, uh, check out parking, especially with the, the potential god-awful snowstorm that may be coming in on Saturday. It it, it just could be a, a disaster. 
Yeah. On the other hand, if you for some reason feel like watching women's basketball uh, this week, you are also in luck because the University of Minnesota women's basketball team kicks off the Big Ten tournament against Indiana. Now, because we are a clean-rated podcast, I cannot tell you what Andy and my reaction was realizing that because Minnesota was facing Indiana, were they to win that game, they would be facing off against Iowa in the second round instead of Rutgers. But Andy, what do you think going forward? forward for the women. They don't have a chance to make the NCAA tournament uh, based on their RPI without winning the tournament, uh, the Big Ten tournament that is. Do you think that is possible and or likely? Uh, Is it possible? Yes. Is it likely? No. Uh, The Gophers have a a very tough road ahead of them. Um, They get Indiana in in the opener game Thursday night, which uh, Minnesota beat Indiana 65-61 in Bloomington earlier this season. Um, but it was another game where the Gophers had a 10-point lead going into the fourth quarter, and suddenly with 30 seconds left in the game, the lead was down to two. Um, so the Gophers definitely need to uh, to bring their A game to beat the Hoosiers first. And then, yeah, unfortunately, they will get Iowa in the quarterfinals if it gets that far. Um, Rutgers, Minnesota beat once badly at Williams Arena and then should have won in New Jersey before blowing a huge fourth-quarter lead. Um, to the Scarlet Knights, so they would have been a must, much better matchup. Iowa has Mike Gustafson, who's the uh, two-time Big Ten Player of the Year, will be a first-team All-American this year, um, and Minnesota has literally nobody who can guard her. Uh, they'll put Taye Bello on her to start, but they did that the first time the Gophers played Iowa this year, and Gustafson still went for 33 or 35 or something like that, and if Bello gets in foul trouble, all bets are off because Minnesota's bench cannot guard Gustafson. So, um, can they win? Yeah, it will take beating the number two seed Iowa, the number three seed Rutgers, and the number one seed Maryland. Uh, now, granted, other than Iowa, the Gophers have played close games against both Rutgers and Maryland this season. But um, it, it's going to take a Lindsey Whale and miracle to to get them in. I think, and I think it's much more likely we find out in uh, in a week and a half here with the Gophers will be playing a home game or two in the uh, WNIT. Well, let us hope that uh, because Lindsey Whalen is coaching this basketball team that the University of Minnesota women's basketball team will not look like the University of Minnesota in many other sports and be successful. But with that, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we will see you again next week. Row the boat. Sky Yuma. Go Gophers. Go Gophers.